Journey into Female Awakening with yoga and meditation teacher Tara Aldridge, the owner of True Nature Yoga. Tara talks about how her successful career in performance dancing finally came to an end when, after years of looking outside for validation, she realised that she'd had enough. She candidly shares how it was through yoga that that focus began to move inwards and the impact it had on her life. Tara explains how she now supports women through their own journey to similar awakening, taking time to talk through the seven key focus areas. Male or female, there is a lot to learn in this conversation and reflect on from all perspectives, particularly when it comes to putting your own self-care first. Tara is a wonderful lady who speaks in a very engaging and focused manner. Her story provides much to reflect on and draw from. So enjoy, Tara. Hello and welcome back to WA Real. I'm your host, Bryn Edwards. Empowering women to awaken physically, emotionally, mentally and spiritually is where we're going today with my guest, Tara Aldrich. Tara, welcome to the show. Hi, Bryn. Thank you so much for having me. We're, um, this is part two of the Aldridge family. Yes. Which is, um, yeah, so we've had Steve and now we're with you. Yes. Um, so one of the questions I like to start off with because mm-hmm. it's called WA Real and it, you know connection to Western Australia is just to understand how people came to be here um, so you were born and raised yes in Western Australia mm-hmm. what was that like growing up here I had a, a really blessed and amazing childhood so born in Perth raised in Perth my parents still live in the same house that I was I think I was one when we moved in but it's the only house I've ever known Mm. Um, went to the local school I ended up marrying a guy who lived around the corner from me which is funny enough Steve Um, and so it's it's uh, I've lived in in lots of different places so once I got older I I felt like I wanted to escape here in a way all right I just wanted to explore I had this feeling of just needing to get out of here but in saying that had a a really amazing childhood and a really close-knit family and I can only say positive things about my experience growing up and everything about it really was was good and I know a lot of people can't say that so I feel really lucky to be able to say that it is Mm. it's nice to be able to sit there and just go it was good it was good yeah yeah. For sure. So with the work you do now, um, there's a strong focusing on embracing womanhood, um, future generations, relationships with body, awakening, spiritual. Um, where does that come from in the Tara journey? Is, were you surrounded by strong female role models? Is it? Has it always been there? I mean, we'll get into the, how did you get to this point? Mm. But where do you think that yeah, comes it, from? Yeah, it this? definitely wasn't always there for me. I've got beautiful female role models in my life, but that's, um, I think it comes from my own journey and my own learning. So I grew up dancing and that was my love. That was my passion. And as I got older and as things got more serious, it became... I think it had quite a negative effect on on me when it comes to self-esteem and body image and all of that. I sort what of had the, the dancing, yeah, and mm. performing and the constant judgment. And I felt um, there was such a sense of competition with other girls, 
you know, when mm. I was younger, I was always up against them, you know, dancing against them. And, and then, you know, going into teenage years and becoming more aware of my appearance, I, I sort of based a lot on my appearance and I felt that I needed to be perfect and I needed to be the prettiest and I needed to, it was also superficial and I Particularly based. if you're performing and yes, you're Yes, yes. And I, I really based my worth on those things, the things that aren't real, that mm. don't matter. And what was, it, what was it you enjoyed about dance? Oh, so, there were so, many, the wonderful, so many wonderful things. I think um, I loved being on, being on stage. I loved being part of a team. I loved the physicality of it, the expression of it. I think um, and I put a lot of thought into this, actually, because I now have a daughter. And there are so many amazing things that come out of that, you know, you learn to hold yourself a certain way and there are so many positive things but I think I I just got I just got pulled into the areas that don't matter so much and I know now that I'd be confident putting my daughter in that environment because she's got me to say hey you are not you are not what you look like you want whether Mm. you come first or whether you you know don't make a mention it doesn't that's no reflection on your worth and I think I needed to hear those things. I had a beautiful, su- supportive mum who, I get, she was the opposite of a stage mum, like the complete opposite. So I always felt that, that beautiful love. The drive came from me, mm. you know, that push came from me. And I just sort of, with that immature mind, decided these things, I need to be A, B, C, D. Mm. Well, you, you, know. you know, you look around mm. at what, what's gathering attention, what's being applauded, what's been yeah. celebrated. And yeah, exactly. And this is before Facebook. This is before social media. This is before all of that. And I think I, if I look back now and, and put myself in, in our society now, I reckon I would have crumbled. Hmm. Really. Because... I sort of was ahead of my time in the sense that, you know, I was doing the selfies before, you know, I was so self-involved in that way. <laughs> and yeah, there, I think I just was, it, I was very, very disconnected from who I really was and very disconnected from my power. And I, I just journeyed deeper and deeper into this place as I got older. So I was in my early twenties and I was, I moved to, I'd lived in London, I'd lived in Sydney. Um, performing was all I wanted to do. Singing and dancing was everything. So you were going to all these different places. Yeah, performing. yeah, yeah. That that was what I did, and that's what I loved. And what was it you did? What sort of dancing? Oh, I did everything. I did everything. I did. Um, I loved musical theatre, but when I was quite young, I was only sixteen. I started recording and singing, and I just was. It was it was everything that I wanted to do. And I was in my early 20s in Melbourne at the time and I I just finished an audition. And I remember this so clearly. I sat in my car and I just, I rang my mum and I said, I'm done. I'm I'm completely done. This isn't just a, oh, mum, I've had a bad day. I'm done with this. Mm. I felt that it was so um, toxic for me. I was tired. Like I was flat out exhausted. I was fatigued. I was depleted. And I, I just hit rock bottom. I thought, I can't do this anymore. The judgment and all the stuff that comes along with performing, I wasn't strong enough for, mm. you know? I didn't have enough of a drive to build up the strength to push through all that stuff. It just beat me down. 
You said, you know. You said a minute ago, you know, oh, the drive came from me. What was the drive initially? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I just, um, I loved it and I was good at it. And I loved that I was good at it. <laughs> and yeah. there was times where I didn't feel very good at it. And I, I don't know. I, I can't tell you. But it's something that I, I truly loved. And I still do. In, in essence, I do miss a lot of it, mm. for sure. Um, but yeah, that day I decided this isn't, this isn't sustainable, like I can't do it. And then I fell into like this really dark place for a few weeks of not knowing what I was doing. I just moved to Melbourne to do this. I was away from my family. And I just, I felt so lost. And I thought, I need to move my body, but I don't want to dance anymore. Oh, I know, I'll just go to a yoga class. Mm. And that was like my, that was it. That was the reason why I wanted to go is just simply to do some exercise. I had no idea, uh, you know, the power of that. And in the first class, so there was, a, there was a whole wall of mirrors. And as a dancer, any dancer would know, like the studios always, you have mirrors and you look at yourself and you're, you're you know, constantly criticizing and perfecting and getting better. And that's how you kind of learn by looking at yourself in the mirror and others in the teacher. So in this class, I was looking at myself in the mirror and the teacher's like, you need to not look at the mirror. You need to be feeling from the inside. Are you doing the thing? You know, is your body doing what my body's doing? Is, you know, it's an inward sort of journey. And it was like, what? It really, it was such a... Complete yin and yang. Yeah. And what you've previously been doing. Yeah. And the penny dropped in that moment of, oh my God, I don't have to be good at this. I don't need to look a certain way. I don't have to move a certain way. This is, I'm just doing this because I'm doing it. And this is about me. And this is about connecting with myself with no goal, you know? And that was massive. That was such a big um, moment for me. And, and I healed so much in those classes because I, I just changed the way that I thought about everything. And I realized that it doesn't matter what I look like. It doesn't matter you know so many things that mattered to me started to fall away and lose importance so, so run me through some of those what what were some of the components that were driving and a feature of tara the performer that then started to just drop away i remember f being on this constant striving journey for not physical perfection, because that's far from what it was, but always trying to better or, or change myself. And, and I was basing this on magazines at the time, or I was mm. basing this on what this um, celebrity looked like or whatever. And I remember... Were you not comparing the other dancers around you? Was it magazine? Oh, I probably did all that right. as well. But it was, um, it was very much a... I was looking for what is acceptable and what is valued in the society and, and how can I become that? Based on magazines. Yeah, based on what I saw. So it was a feeling of I had in my head that's what I need to be and if I'm not that, then I'm not worthy or I'm not enough Yeah. or whatever it is. Like I, I, It was just such a strong thing. So I was always just trying to improve my appearance you know I was just so focused on that mm. so that was one of them 
Um, obviously, Does this have you in a continual state of like judgment and anxiety? Yeah. Not anxiety at that point. Just judgment. Just judgment and self, you know, being so absorbed in mm. in in that. And um, so I'd say that, mm. and then obviously performing, trying to improve in that way as well. And and basing my worth on external validation, validation from a director or validation from some boy, <laughs> yeah. I'll say boy or man, some always looking outside of myself. Yes. You know, constantly. There was no feeling of um, giving that to me, you know? Yeah. And, and I didn't come from a broken family. I didn't have an abusive parent. I didn't, ha- I wasn't bullied at school. You know, there's no reason for me to be that mm. way. It's just sort of, that's where you got to. That's that's what I was like. And so um, it was like layer upon layer, these things are falling away through yoga. And, and it sort of, um, it helped me to reconnect with who I actually was. Because as a kid, I was really in touch with, I could see a lot of things. I was really intuitive. Mm. and um, See a lot of things. Meaning like, uh, hmm. <laughs> I could see... I could see beyond, I knew how people were feeling. Yeah. I, I understood why people were the way they, they were. I knew when someone was lying to me. Um, I would have little, I guess, visions about things or I would have really prolific dreams that would often come true. And as I got older, it just sort of fell away. Maybe I was scared of it and blocked it away. So as I was going through well, this... I suppose that's... An- inner thing yeah and you were busy on the outside. yeah 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 and so you know going back on this this unlearning journey and peeling these layers away I, I sort of connected with that part of myself again and um developed that side of me as well and it, it was just a few a few years of of really shifting and changing and and connecting and and realizing and and I sort of got to the end of this, not the end, but I got a few years down the track and I started, decided I wanted to teach and teach yoga. And I looked around and realized like there are so many girls slash women, females that are feeling exactly how I felt. Mm. And it's only service. getting more and more and yeah. more because I was ahead of my time with it, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I look, I look now and it's just, it's getting more and more and you know, yoga's popping up everywhere. That's it. It's almost a fad now. But this whole, um, I think, I think, for me, sharing this message, and I'm not saying it's just through yoga. It's not. There's there's so many different ways that you can connect with yourself. But the teaching and showing and sharing what it looks like to shed these layers and. And to connect with girls and connect with women now as with them only knowing me this way and saying, hey, I wasn't always like this. Yes. This is what I was like. Or show, mm. show them a picture of me with my hair extensions and my fake tan and my fake nails <laughs> and all of that stuff. And just to guide them back and say, you don't have to go mm. down that road if you don't want to. You know. Tell me about the delayering process. 
it felt to me like just relief. It, it was like I was relieving myself of these unnecessary layers and pressures. And just day by day, embracing myself that little bit more, taking the pressure off a little bit more and accepting that that validation needs to come from within, you know, and not seeking it. You know, the more I gave that to myself, the less I I needed it from other people. And in fact, by the time I met my now husband, I'd done so much shedding that I really didn't care Mm. about a lot. (laughs) I didn't care if I met someone or didn't meet someone. Um, and, and funny enough, he is, you know, he's the kind of man that doesn't care what I look like. Like he's the kind of man that truly embraces me as, as a, as a person and what I stand for and what I believe in and, and all of that. And so he also helped me to deepen that, you know, I still had layers and I still do have layers, but he sort of. It was so refreshing for me to to have that kind of energy hmm. when it comes to dating, you know, because I was attracting the guys that cared about all the superficial stuff. That wasn't helping. Hmm. <laughs> so um, it was a really beautiful process of just realizing what matters in life. And, yeah, that's where I'm at now. So what so, does matter in life, though? Well, what matters to me is is how you spend your days and the connections you have with people and mm. what you stand for and what you believe in and what you're here to share. And the little moments, now I'm a mum, what matters to me is every little moment with those those kids, the good, the bad, the ugly, the challenging, all of those things, It's they make up my day you know how you spend your days how you spend your life and for me the connections with people positive beautiful heartfelt authentic relationships and doing something that I enjoy doing for work and being luckily lucky enough to being paid for it you know and that's what I I've been doing for eight years and having a positive impact on people's lives on a daily basis and creating the change that I'm here to create hopefully and sharing that knowledge with my kids connecting with the planet and and trying to live a little bit lighter all of that matters to me now Mm. (laughs) didn't matter before I don't even know what mattered before (laughs) everything else everything else yeah yeah do you think it's in you you said that you, you know, you're not the only lady who goes, who went through that, or go, is going through that. Is do you think it's part of the necessary human journey to actually go and be focused on something outside and da, 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 and then mm, the hero's th- story? <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a necess- I think especially in the teenage years it's really necessary because you know you're a kid and then all of a sudden you're you're trying to find your place in the world and and so you go on that journey of who am I and and what makes me unique and like you can fall into the trap of trying to be something 
and I think that's that's definitely a necessary part of our journey is going on that little through that process but some people feel stuck in that and that's their everyday reality and that doesn't change and you get some people that are you know they're not aware of it and they don't care and they're happy the way they are Mm. but there's many 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 women out there that are starting to go this isn't what I want like I'm not living a life that's actually reflecting who I am and they're realizing that the things that we're told matter don't so much matter and don't necessarily bring us joy and meaning and there's a lot of women realizing that the things that we're told to try to achieve or attain don't necessarily bring meaning into our daily lives and you can go day by day year by year and you can wake up and think you know 10 Mm. years have gone by and I'm I'm not happy Mm. I'm not fulfilled I'm doing what they society expects of me why don't I feel happy why do I feel empty yeah where you know what do I do now and that's where the unlearning process comes in it's about going okay well who were you before the world told you who you were meant to be or who you should be Mm. There's so many women doing that and men as well, everybody, but there are so many women in particularly going on that journey in my reality. It's what I see a lot of. And how does that, does that get proliferated by other women within the women group? As in the focus on external appearances and comparison and comparing yourself, Mm. you know, strikes me from a from a male's perspective of men mm-hmm. it's it's so easy to get caught up in the discussion about footy and this <laughs> and that and da 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 you mm-hmm. know it's safe right it's what we do it's what we know right it takes a brave per- it takes a brave man to go oh I'm actually currently it feels like it takes a brave man to say no I want to have a talk at a deeper level now mm-hmm. yeah oh, alright yeah so is it the same thing with ladies and women in terms of you know, proliferating a conversation, but then is it, you know, oh, I'd rather just talk about stuff at a different level. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think in... in mm. Or am I overlogicing it like a bloke? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to find the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I think... I'm not sure if this even is the answer, but what I, I guess will the, say. the driver behind the question is yeah. that um, I'm always looking for ways to normalise a different discussion amongst groups, discussions that uh, are more real mm-hmm. and more reflective of where people actually are, whether rather than where they think that they should be. Okay, so I think often in my experience, and it depends who you're hanging around it depends the what group of women you're around at the time but what I have experienced is it only takes one woman to take off the mask to let the guard fall down and to be honest to liberate everybody else there right so what I've noticed is you know if everyone's like how are you yeah I'm great and it's all surface 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 it only takes one person to go do you know what I'm not this is what's happened and this is how I feel and, and then and then women open up so um, I think it just takes it just takes one it just takes one woman to to show 
to give permission almost to everybody mm. else to do the same and then everyone can can get on board because essentially I mean women love to talk we love to <laughs> we love to talk and this whole women's circle thing is becoming much more popular now because you know there was a time where women would live together would would gather we would um wash our clothes together would do everything together we would, would raise our children together there was a whole village and we're so isolated you know in these nuclear families and we're expected to do all of these things alone and then we beat ourselves up because we can't do those things alone and we think there's something wrong with us because we're not super mum when we're alone but we're not designed to do this alone and so when we when we gather whether you know intentionally gathering especially in like a women's circle or a, a specific event or a class I think there's an immense amount of healing that happens and lots of honesty and lots of truth comes out because it's what we intrinsically really want to experience hmm. so I think the more um, women that are courageous enough to show up in that way it sort of just is a ripple effect and it's happening more and more now and because it only takes one person to speak their truth and then you know someone might resist it but it hits there in their heart somewhere mm. and it can and make a difference and and give you some weird sense of permission to do the same i don't know if that answers the question but yeah, it does okay and so <laughs> So are you one of those like? I would say that I'm, I strive to be one of those people. That's, that's, you know, and depends what day you catch me on. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I definitely want to be that kind of person. And I, I, I do that in my classes. I do that in my events. And um, that's something that, yeah, I want to, I want to live authentically and, and, and be courageous enough to be honest about things. Because I think in the the whole well-being world and all of that, there's this idea that, you know, positive thinking and be happy all the time. And But the thing is that, if you don't mind me butting in here a sec, is that um, life isn't always good all the time. And sometimes I get concerned that personal development courses and things like that are always telling us that you know do this thing and we'll all be you know at a good happy level and mm -hmm. levitating all the time but really you know life does go up and down all the time and we we often find ourselves I often find that you know the greatest change comes from the crucible of mm. all sorts of shit happening at the same time yeah for sure I think um authenticity is key like Obviously, you want to have a positive outlook and if you're in a really heavy place and, you know, you feel that you want to lift your spirits up, then great, positive thinking. Um, but life ebbs and flows and, and, yeah, some of the greatest lessons that I've ever learned have come from those horrible, dark times and sitting in the muck of it, you know, mm. rather than... Which would have been part of your delaying yeah. process. Yeah, rather than pushing it away and pretending that it's not there, there's no point. And I don't, I don't think it serves anyone. I don't want to be another person on social media pretending that my life is perfect. Mm. Who does that serve? Nobody. It doesn't inspire people. It just makes people feel crap about their lives because they're comparing the highlight reel that you put up there with their everyday reality, mm. which is 
up and down and challenging mm. at times. So I've in fact really, I've fought, well, I've, I've fought the idea that I had to be on social media for, for years. I've built my business on word of mouth and mm. now moving online, <laughs> I have to go into that, that realm. And I sat with it and I thought, how am I going to do this? Because I really don't like this. I don't like what this means. I don't like what this does to people. I don't like how consuming it is. Because and, and it's I, another extreme form of what you were talking about oh, in the performing yes. world of comparing yes. and judging and self-all-outside focus. And if you're somebody who is susceptible to it, like I am, like it's it's... What does susceptible mean? So meaning like if you're somebody who is who can scroll through things and after five minutes you feel so down on yourself and you've you've gone through this big journey of comparing yourself to this person and subconsciously a lot of it and you think, how come I've just scrolled five minutes and now I feel really, really down when there's nothing that's happened in my life to make me feel down? Shit and yeah. So if you're, if you're somebody who can do that, which I certainly am, social media was not good for me. And so I didn't have it, you know, or I had it and got rid of it. But, um, you know, there's lots of people that, like my husband's fine on social media because it doesn't affect him. Mm. <laughs> so it just depends on who you are. But if you're somebody who's sensitive to that in life, then you're going to be sensitive to that online. So I thought, how can I show up in, in a way that's, um, that feels right for me? And I, I just, I mean, I'm very early in my journey of being online in terms of social media, but I sort of wrote down all the things that I am and all the things that I, that I do. And I want to show up in a really authentic way because it's okay not to be okay. It's okay not to be perfect. It's okay, especially, you know, just because you do yoga doesn't mean that you are immune to life's challenges and ups and downs mm. just because you do some meditation or just because you have done a course mm. it doesn't work like that and it shouldn't work like that mm. essentially what you want to be doing is is finding the tools to be able to support yourself on your journey of real life which is hard sometimes and now that I'm a parent, <laughs> now that I'm a mum, no amount of spiritual growth prepared me for motherhood. And no amount of spiritual learning or, you know, research or, or practice compares to the learning that I go through each day as a parent. <laughs> Mm. and and trying to do the best I can in that way so I just think I just think we we need to arm ourselves with tools and practices that are going to support us through our ever-changing journey but be under no illusion that life's going to be smooth sailing at all times because it's it's just it's not how it is and mm. we didn't come here for that experience you come here for a real experience mm. and and you know, some of the hardest emotions to feel are also beautiful. And yeah, I'm someone who feels very, very deeply, very, very deeply. And that has its ups and downs. Mm. <laughs> so kind of two questions wrapped up in one. So, so where is Tara now and what is she offering to the world? And what are the other threads that, you know, we've already talked about yoga, the delayering. What other threads have brought you to this 
part. You know, you talked about being quite an intuitive person. I imagine through the yoga that started to come back as well. Mm. Um, or not so much it came back, it probably was never never went away. Mm. You just reconnected and focused on it more. Yeah, right. But, yeah. you know, what are the other things that came in that are now bringing you to this point and where are you now and what is it you want to give back to the world? Yeah. I did lots of reading. I mm. read lots of books. I did a whole heap of journaling and I love journaling. For me, connecting your heart to your hand and just writing and sometimes it can just be your feelings on the day or sometimes like if I really want guidance on something and I write a question, then I just start writing an answer and just seeing seeing what comes out. For me, journaling's been really key. Um, meditation, so, and I've done lots of different kinds of meditation, but for me now as a mum, it's just finding time in quiet and stillness where I can turn my focus inward simple Mm. as that you know obviously yoga um also the whole idea of journaling when you have a challenging situation in your life or perhaps somebody is really challenging you rather than just reacting to that experience and having all the issues that can come up with that when we write about it we have clarity about what we're learning because we're always learning something. We're always Mm. being challenged and we're always being faced with some epic moment of discovery, you know, whether that's learning about a part of ourselves that we've been neglecting or learning about what's being reflected back at us from this person or this challenging situation or learning how we can show up in the world in a more authentic way, whatever it is. When you write about it, you can find that clarity and you can see things from a different perspective otherwise we're just caught in the drama yes (laughs) and i i can get caught in the drama like anybody so um definitely that and and meditation finding that stillness as well i get a lot of guidance when i'm in that that state um and i often will meditate then i'll write i'll write what i what come up for me Mm. because we all have that we all have the ability to tap into a wisdom that is just potent everyone nobody is special in that way we all have that gift Mm. it's just the practice and the learning and the trusting in that and i think that's one thing that i really like to teach and show and guide people to do women to do is tap into that innate wisdom and intuition that we all have we all have it you might have been told as a kid that you don't have it. You might have thought that it meant, you know, being some weird witch lady. So you've, you know, you've blocked mm. it out or maybe, oh, who knows? We, we, we can shy away from it for loads of different reasons. Perhaps we grew up thinking that only the experts know the answers. You know, you don't yes. know anything. You've got to ask this person or this person or this person. They stand in the way of the knowledge. Yeah. So um, I think it's really important now that we we start to embrace those those gifts that we all have and the things that are there for all of us. Mm. Um, and I like to so I've created my online program which includes all of these things. So mm. I created a program with everything that I believe can 
support a woman on a journey of connecting to herself in a really easy step-by-step way so I've included journaling of course and meditation visualization some yoga um, and different little exercises downloads and stuff just opportunities Mm. to check in it's really simple but sometimes we just need almost like an anchor we need like something to turn back to it's like all change happens within a woman because she's ready for it and she's doing it for herself yes I'm not doing it for her, yeah. but by offering a step-by-step, like a, a journey that she can embark on, she's giving herself permission to do it each day. Mm. And that's where the magic happens, you know, giving yourself permission to prioritize your well-being and, and connect with yourself every single day because perhaps you've hit rock bottom. Perhaps you've got to that stage in your life where you're like, I need something more and mm. no expert is going to fix me and no expert is going to, you know be able to to help me mm. because I need to do it for myself and, and we all know that I think mm. but often yeah. we want someone to come and flick the switch for yeah. us oh yeah that's only natural because turning inward and doing the hard work I mean it's it's really it can be so confronting asking yeah. ourselves the hard questions it's like yeah it requires actually, courage as I listen to you I'm reflecting on what we are talking about earlier on it, it's very much what comes up for me is um, you're very much going right down into the core to rebuild that sense of worthiness Mm. and acceptance and I'm good enough Mm. which means that that whole external comparison really doesn't exist anymore yeah or if it does it's in a constructive way like oh how are they doing that yeah that's interesting I'll go and find out but that's very different to Oh, they're doing it way better. Oh, beat myself up with it. Yeah. And how how long, it's like, when you think about it, how long can you carry on living these same outdated stories? How long do you want to go through your life thinking, I'm not good enough? Who's that serving? Mm. Nobody. Mm. And yet... Do you know what? It's almost selfish. Yeah, because you're holding yourself back. It's almost selfish because it's just keeping you in one spot. It's, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's very much... It's very much about, you know, the person mm. and irre- irreverent to everybody else that might have to encounter you in that spot. Mm. And it's keeping you in a very comfortable place. Now, yeah. it might sound like the hardest pill to, s- to swallow that, mm. like selfish. Are you freaking kidding me, bro? Yeah, yeah. But look yeah. inside. I'm all level it is. Because... We all have so much to offer. Yes. You know, we all have our unique gifts. We all have our thing. We all have our light. We all have our purpose. We all have our soul calling. And we all have so much to share. But so many of us hold those things back out of fear. Hmm. And I know for me, you know, I'm, I'm stepping into a whole new realm where I'm sharing in a, in a much bigger <clears throat> way all the things that matter to me and I'm really putting myself out there. And let me tell you, the insecurities that have come up in that process, I, di- I didn't think I had them anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These little voices, who are I've you doing work. this? Yeah, I'm immune to this. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> Yeah, so it's just... So this is with your woman awakens. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I had to, and I still have to really just breathe and really just unpack all of those things because... Essentially, I know how 
important the work is and I know how beneficial it is and I've had women already do it and have loved it and have changed a lot about their their world and their life Mm. from doing that so I've had that external validation if you will I've had that yeah um so I believe in it but I'm still letting those little voices you know on a daily basis like what are you doing and it's 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 a matter of getting out of my own way and I sort of see it like I see this for most people you have you have something that wants to if you have if you have an idea you have a sole purpose it's almost like you need to burst that into the world and you've got to get out of the way and let that thing happen Mm. and our fears and our insecurities and our doubts they can they can block the process they're stopping something amazing coming here entering the world through us so it's a matter of simply getting out of our own way Mm. and and asking ourselves, why am I feeling this? Rather than just staying in the feeling of I'm feeling this and this is me and I'm not good enough. Blah, blah, yep. Why don't I feel good enough? And what would I have to think in order to be somebody who feels that they're good enough? So is that a lot of what the course focuses on? Lots of different um, enabling I guess so. <clears throat> I guess so. I guess mm. it's... Um, there's, there's, there's seven weeks and seven intentions so seven different sort of themes and these are the things that i have found in my experience in my life and in the the many women that i've worked with these are the seven things that that keep coming up for us as women and we often cycle through them and move through them but they are stress so the things that block us from feeling good the things that block us from living a life that really reflects who we are you know and they are stressed because when you're stressed like you can't you can't think of anything yeah you're in survival mode i know what that feels like all too well the next is self-worth which we've been speaking about so that that inner dialogue of i'm not enough that Mm. stops us doing so much yeah that stops so many women from showing up in the world the, and, and shining the light that they have and yeah. sharing their gifts. So many. The next is self-care. Mm. And this is huge um, for, for mums in particular because we have guilt associated with self-care and then we get resentful when we're not taking care of ourselves or we don't have the time or we think it's selfish. Yes. Or we have this idea that self-care means day spas all the time and spending lots of money and being self-indulgent where that week in the course is, is about rewriting and, and defining what self-care actually is. And the message in it is simply including yourself in the list of people that you love and take care of. And it's as yeah. simple as that. So... You know, we put every, so so many of us, including me, you put everyone and everything else before you. And somehow you've decided that, I don't know, something is, that can wait, like something like a, that load of washing or whatever it is, is more important than you. Yes. It's more important. So it's about going, okay, what is urgent here? Like what's really, really urgent and how can I include myself in this and take care of myself along the way? So that week is just about, I guess, changing our mindset about self-care and what it means so that we can sustain ourselves and so that we can show up in the world because when you're depleted, you can't do anything. Mm. And 
I know I have weeks where I'm so depleted and I have, I've got no self-care practice. I still fall into that trap. Yeah. But it's, it might be a few days or a week. It's not months, years. Yes. So because I've got the tools and the practices, I, I go, right, mm. it's time. So that's week three. And then the next is um, wisdom and intuition, which we've spoken about as well. So the idea that of turning inward and learning how to turn inward and, and um, realizing that if you're someone that is constantly looking outside of yourself for the answers, you know, how to tools and practices to be able to connect with that and realize yeah. that it's there and, and reflect on times where he has been there in your life. You know, so you can sort of learn, oh, actually, yeah, I was intuitive about that. I knew about that before it happened. Yeah. yeah. Which we all have. I could ask anybody. Yeah, if you frame it right, everybody will have an experience. Yes. So therefore, you can do it. You have done it. And it's there for you. The next is authenticity, which is massive right now because, um, you know, if you're someone who's growing up and you... I guess you create a life that reflects what you think the world wants of you. Mm. Doesn't necessarily bring you joy. No. Doesn't necessarily mean, you Play know. Play by life scripts. Yeah. So that week's about really asking yourself the hard questions. <laughs> yeah. And, and reflecting on who you were before. Like when you, I ask so many people this question what did you love doing as a kid? Like what brought you joy before you had to do anything? Yeah. Before you were told not to, what was it? Mm. What was it? What was it for you? Me? Yeah. What, what did you love doing as a kid? It's not immediately obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, my husband's a great example. I like playing outside. You like what? I did enjoy uh, playing in the garden. Yeah. And you probably you probably enjoyed learning from people and asking questions about their life and things like that. No, I was extremely timid. But was that in your heart? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it's like when we ask ourselves those questions, like what brought you the most joy as a kid? It's often key. Mm what you were interested in naturally not because your dad wanted you to be interested in it mm. but when we think back at that it can really help us to remember who we came here being yeah does that make sense yeah yeah it does actually hmm. i like that who we came here being hmm. because you sort of have hmm. you look at any kid like they've just got They've got a certain essence and a certain, you know, and it, mm. and it can change as, you know, as they get older and stuff. But so that's that week. <laughs> and then, um, and then there's gratitude, which is a massive shift in perspective, I guess, because me included, you know, so many of us live our day as if this is a ride that we're never going to get off. Yeah. You know, I'm waking up tomorrow, kids are kids, work's work, same, same. As if there's no... Mm expiration date mm. when when we really look at how uncertain things are and how there are no guarantees there are no guarantees on your life there are no guarantees about anything 
when you really wake up to that and embrace this whole perspective, you treat everybody differently. Mm. You look at people properly. You listen to people properly. You get off your phone a little bit more. You realize that people are more important than things. You realize that that Mm. argument doesn't really matter Mm. anymore. So it's that perspective thing that we often get or that that people can get at the end of their life, but embracing it now. Yes. Embracing it now so that your life has meaning. Yes. And I suppose it cuts down on the comparison, which Mm. the comparison. The comparing, sorry, which always inevitably leads to a sense of luck. Yes. And if you were laying on your deathbed, what masses, what would matter to you then? Yeah. Probably nothing. None of the things that you're worrying about now. Yeah. So anyway, that's, it's, it's, and it's about seeing the beauty in things and not, not pretending to be happy all the time, but seeing the, the positive and seeing the, the beauty in something that's, and even the challenges, when you can look at a really challenging um, situation or look at how somebody's just, you know, really upset you or done the wrong thing. It's like looking at that and saying, well, what did that teach me? What did I learn about myself? What was the good in that? Yes. You can start looking for it. And happiness is a byproduct of that. Yes. So not a focal point. Yeah, so you're not pretending. It's mm. just it's a byproduct of having that kind of mindset. And that's really powerful as a parent because we get so caught up in the stress. It's, not, it's, not, it's no joke. Being a parent's no joke. Mm-hmm. It's hard. But, you know, just that constant reminder of look how big they are. How quickly has it gone and, and how fleeting this is. Mm. Life is fleeting, whole thing's fleeting. So not taking any body and anything for granted, like truly having that, that, that soul connection, that moment. And then finally it's embodiment. So a feeling as if you are embodying who you are really meant to be. Mm. Embodying your full potential as a human being here on this planet at this time. So... There are so many people that have these beautiful dreams and ideas and uh, gifts, but they're not embodying the version of themselves that shares that for whatever Mm. reason. So, um, yeah, they're the seven aspects of the course, but they're the seven sort of things that I find come up all the time. And not just for women, for everybody, but my my focus is on women because I'm a woman. Yeah. Um, yeah and I think if these things are embraced and taught to our to our girls Mm. earlier the earlier the better you know and if we sort of have this idea of of doing this as parents with these little kids they're not they're always going to know who they are they're going to they're just going to hold that true rather than yeah forget my son sure as hell knows who he is <laughs> at is four. There, um, he's, he's not part of the human experience, the game of hide and seek that we go yeah. and play. Yeah, um, I think so. And we get, we either consciously go and play or we unconsciously play. So we get stuck in, you know, we enter in through the drama and then we get 
into mm. something and then a period of time later it either stops or it comes to pass or something like that and you're like far out I got dragged into that mm-hmm. you know and it's I find sometimes I'm just chucking it out here now is is that for, for a while I I had the I had this sort of awakening that oh shit yeah well I'm playing this game of hide and seek and I, I can lose myself in this and so then I got really like sketchy about getting engaged in life for a while and I just wanted to be like a you know like what I perceived to be a Buddhist monk where nothing really touched the sides and mm. you know and I'm sort of enjoying stuff but shit's not getting me down and mm. I'm, I'm all good and then it's got to the point now where like I consciously get involved in stuff like like the best example I can give you like now and it's really trivial to most listeners but you know it, we've had the rugby world cup on and and for years I would not go near it because it would just be an emotional roller coaster you know being an English sporting fan is just hiding to nothing half the time because we just lose lose and lose mm. and and this time I thought no fuck it I'm just gonna, I'm actually going to get involved and I'm going to get really worked up because it's I used to play rugby when I was a kid and a lot of my value set came from there and I, I'm going to see where it goes. Mm. And, and, you know, as we sit and record today and by the time it goes out, it'll be done. But they're in, they're in the World Cup finals, aren't they? And the roller coaster has been amazing. <laughs> and, it, yeah, it's been good because they've been winning. But at the same time, I went into it consciously knowing that they could lose at any time. And I went into it and I was like, if I get involved and I get emotionally invested mm-hmm. in what this group of 15 guys are going to do over the next six weeks, I don't know where it's going to go, <laughs> right? It could bring, it's going to bring highs, it's going to bring lows, I'm going to be swearing, I'm going to yeah. be exhilarated. It's just fun. And I guess, you know, it's, it, I found it interesting with, you know, we do play hide and seek. Like mm. we're playing hide and seek in a game we can't even see right mm. now, and and we some of the games we we will not reveal themselves until definitely we part, until we're dead, mm-hmm. and some will reveal themselves during it, and some of them will be like, oh, I don't want to go back into that game, but we might get caught into it or something. And I'm finding now it's almost like there are games of hide and seek to go and consciously play. But that's the key. That's what, it's yeah. consciously. Yes. You know, that's the word here. Yeah. So there's a difference between consciously saying, I'm going to get involved in this. I'm going to embrace yeah. this experience. And it could lead to highs, highs, highs and lowest lows. Yeah. It could leave me distraught and yeah. crying in my beer because they lose in the final. <laughs> so the difference is just doing it mindlessly. Mm. And you get caught up in that drama of that. Yeah. Or going, there's a, there's a massive difference between saying, I consciously am going to embrace this experience of X, Y, Z. Yeah. As opposed to being just dragged into that experience because yeah. it's what you've always done or because it's what your dad has done or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, there's a difference. I suppose that applies to so many things. Like yeah. Everything across yeah. the board. Yeah. And the more children, I believe, the more children and the more people that are consciously making decisions mm. and consciously having certain experiences or whatever the better mm. the better because we're all here for a certain a certain reason mm. and you can learn a lesson a hard way or you can learn a lesson an easy way so i sort of see it as let's say i've come down here to have well come down here that's just a saying isn't it let's say i'm tara aldridge and i want i'm i'm i need to learn these things 
let's say they're the lessons that I need to learn. But how I learn those lessons, who knows? Hmm. You can learn a lesson from watching a movie. Yeah. And you can learn the same lesson from being in a really horrific experience in your life. Yeah. It's still a lesson that you've learned. Yeah. So I sort of think, and this is just what I feel today, but... I feel that there's certain lessons we need to learn and we've agreed to learn and we've signed up for, but how we do that might be up for, you know, Mm. might be a little bit, I don't know if it's set in stone, every little experience. I tend to lean towards how we do that Mm. is the realm of my higher self to work out. And the higher self that I don't necessarily live, walk and breathe through mm. this. It, you know, sometimes I get glimpses of it. Mm. But it's almost, you know, a great analogy I've heard is almost like my higher self is, is, is sitting on the sitting on the top of the valley. But me, I'm down in the in the valley mm. and and the higher self's almost there with a walkie talkie going. I know you think you need to walk forwards, but you actually need to go to the left a bit. And mm-hmm. you're like, but that makes no sense. He goes, it makes no sense to you because you can't see what I can see from yeah. up here. Yeah. So I'm just going to send you along here a bit, and then yeah. I'm going to send you along here a bit, and it might feel like you're going around a circle. Mm. But from what I see up here, it's taking you to the destination. Yeah. So just shut up and enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah. And connect. Yeah, connecting with that, mm. and also. Sometimes when we have challenging things happen in our lives, when we can find the, the lesson and the love and the learning and that, that perspective, we have a lighter experience. Mm. Life is filled with more joy as opposed to being stuck in the drama of something. Yeah. So I just know from my experience, I just know how it feels to be caught in something. Mm. When I was younger, you know, I couldn't see out of it at all. And to, and and now and it's still, you know, still challenging. I still have my problems and my challenges, but the way I deal with it is very different and I can sort of come back to my natural state quicker. Yes. So I just think the more that people are aware and awake and conscious and connected to themselves and is that what awake and conscious means to you i think so i think i think to me because people become awake seems to be quite a phrase at the moment oh, i know i know yeah for me my dude you're so woke <laughs> yeah i just but what does awake actually mean you know i, I even i use it you know, mm. like, whoa this was the point when i woke up Mm. It was his, like, I was asleep. Yeah. I was on autopilot. Yeah. I guess it's looking more at um, coming from a place of how do you want to show up and what difference do you want to make? Mm. And how do you want to treat others and what difference do you want to make to their experience? And living authentically and doing the things that resonate with your your true self and your your soul rather than making decisions that aren't that are that are in the mind or you know things that you've been told to do think that that to me is the difference going through life doing what you think you should be doing or doing what that person said or doing what that person or what everyone else has Mm. done forever 
actually stopping and going, well, what, what resonates with me? And that asking yourself that question sometimes makes your life harder because you do different things. You know, it's, it's fun to pretend that you don't have a, an effect on the planet and you can just do whatever you want. <laughs> but being aware and, and conscious of your decisions, you make, diff- you make decisions that sit well with your spirit, your heart, your soul, whatever. Yeah. Um, Is that part of the embodiment? Of I think so. The last, the last part of the course. Yeah, I think so. Mm. It's hard to sort of talk about everything that's in that that journey. <laughs> There's yeah. so many things, and every woman that does it's going to have a completely different experience. Mm. You know, completely different experience, and you can sort of revisit things as you go through your life. You can go back and revisit. It's it's essentially just a an anchor point, you know. A step-by-step process that you can jump in and jump out of when you need that extra support to essentially turn mm. inward and, and help yourself. So is your is the target client women full stop or is it quite? I think for me when I when I I've thought about this and it's the woman who knows and has that inner niggle of I'm ready. Hmm. to connect with me I'm ready to find more meaning I'm ready to get on my path of, of and my sole purpose I'm ready to really connect with who I am the woman who's who's ready to shift out of that stressed out state constantly questioning herself not looking after herself hmm. not trusting her own decisions hammering herself yeah <laughs> And isn't grateful, just, you know, stuck in the day-to-day humdrum life. But the woman who's been in that state and is like, nah, I'm ready. I know, I know there's more and I, I want to go on this journey, but I don't know where to start or what to do, you know, right now. And a yoga class isn't enough. No. So it's like working with me one-on-one. That's how it's sort of been made. But... I'm definitely not claiming to be a guru. A guru, not at all. Essentially, I've just created something that I know has helped me mm. and um, things that I believe in and, and have just created a experience that I want to take women on with the intention of them connecting with themselves and doing the work and doing mm. the healing. And, you know, it's really empowering them. Yeah. Because that's the truth. All the, healing happens. The last thing the world needs right now is another. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm not. I, I always say that I didn't create it because I have all the answers and my life's perfect. Mm. I created it because I know how it feels to go on the journey, and I know how powerful these practices can be, and I know how beautiful life becomes when, you know, you've got that deeper connection. But. You know, I still, I draw upon these tools and these practices every single day to deal with life. <laughs> That's the truth. Something like a life toolkit. Hmm? Almost like a life toolkit. Yeah, for women. Hmm. And it can, it doesn't matter what stage. I've had women who have just had, you know, they've got young babies and they're sort of, that's their... That's their journey of connecting with themselves again after that, you know, process of, of pregnancy and, and the newborn stage. Then I've had, um, yeah, old, a little bit older women who are ready to 
live the next part of their life a little bit differently, more empowered. So it doesn't matter what, what age they're in or age bracket at all. It's more the readiness factor. Yeah. I think. What have you learned about yourself in this journey? As in creating that program or? Oh, <laughs> from performance art to this oh. point. What has Tara learned about Tara? I've learned most recently that this is a constant journey of learning and discovery and there is no end point. And you think you get to a place where you've got your shit together and then life shows you that you don't. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I've learned that there's no point pretending to have everything all together because honesty and authenticity liberates other people. Mm. And it's, it is a constant journey. There's no, you know, well, we all know what the end point is. Hmm. <laughs> so giving up on this idea that, oh, when I do this, life will be this. Oh, when I, you know, when I have this or... If and whening on If yourself. and when. Then I'll be happy and everything will be perfect. But, you know, it's like I always say, don't, don't wait for this perfect, peaceful moment. Or don't wait for life to be really, really calm and peaceful before you start to feel calm and peaceful. Because that moment will never, ever, ever happen. So practicing, you know, learning how to calm yourself in the midst of chaos like isn't that that's that's what you really want to do you want to have that um ability rather than waiting for some fairy tale time that doesn't exist where you don't have any problems and you're you're all calm mm. so essentially life in general dropping the expectation that there's going to be a time where you don't have any problems <laughs> and realizing that we're here for an experience and we learn some some things in a positive way and we learn some in a negative way but having that core that that solid foundation of connection to to self connection to the land connection to those around you and and trying to shine that authentic light or I mean that's the word lights used <laughs> a lot what I mean is the more honest and and connected to your authenticity and your unique essence that you can be the better yep and the more you can get out of the way and let and let that come through because I feel that we answer the call of the times in a way like everyone's purpose at this point is going to reflect what the world needs. Mm. So the purpose of the people right now is going to be different to the purpose of the people 50 years ago. And we're seeing a lot of kids now that are very, very, that don't fit the mold. We're seeing a lot of kids come through that are very spirited and very strong and they, and, and our society doesn't know where to put them. Mm. You know, they don't know what school they don't really fit in here. They don't fit in here. They, and so they're answering the call of the times to embrace, you know, that, that unique thing that you've got. That's, yeah, mm. what I'm seeing. <laughs> what does the next three to five years look, look like for you? 
Well, I've got two beautiful kids and we are homeschooling them. So I see our land, I see um, living as closely and connected to the land as possible. I see travel and experience and having our kids learn through life and having meaningful experiences and them learning through fun and knowing their place and knowing where their food is coming from and and really understanding life um, in that way and I see my hopefully my my online journey being something that is embraced Mm -hmm. and I see many more courses that I want to create and things I want to do but essentially um, I'm all about what matters you know and really putting my time and effort in the places that matter and that is my children and we've got two young kids it's sort of that time for us and showing that building our businesses and around our lifestyle and showing them a different way showing them that you can live authentically you can do what you love and be honest and 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 be passionate about what you do and be paid for it you don't have to pick or choose. You don't have to pick to do something you don't like for money mm. if you don't want to. Or, you know, people feel that they have to make one of those decisions. So we're really setting that example so that they feel empowered to to do what calls them. Mm. And I really want to raise them to be connected to that because I don't want to tell them who they are. And I don't want the world to tell them who they are. I want yeah. them to tell the world who they are. Correct. <laughs> so that's... Yeah, that's three to five years for me, I think. What does Tara do to keep herself grounded? <sighs> I meditation's big for me, yeah. and even if it's ten minutes, it's meditation and journaling, yoga. Yeah. But if I was to pick one thing, it would be meditate. Sit still. Sit still. Sit still, and and potentially write. Little self care practices for me, like if I just even having a bath alone (laughs) is like super amazing for me right now um i'm at that stage of life where yeah there's 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 a lot of demands there's a lot of things that i'm i'm doing so time to myself something that's you know it doesn't happen very often so i try to just little tiny snippets and and embrace those and nature as well. I'm learning mm. to connect with nature. I wasn't somebody who's naturally really connected to nature as a child. It's really strange, but I didn't grow up that way. And obviously my husband is very connected to nature. So I'm, and I, I want to embrace it more and I want to um, feel more connected. I know that sounds strange, but I wasn't brought up that way. Mm. <laughs> so I want to, not that I, I wasn't, it wasn't like a completely disconnected lifestyle, but I didn't understand the importance of, of nature. And now I do, and I crave it. So it calms me. <laughs> mm. One of the last questions I ask all my guests now mm-hmm. is um, if you could take a little nugget of information and upload it into the collective consciousness everyone just gets it what would that be that's tricky 
That's really hard. One thing. One thing that came to me the other day when I was thinking of what message do I want to share the world? And I thought it was just such a big question because I was thinking about this like a few days ago and it was too big. And then what, this little thought came in and it was, well, what do you want to teach your daughter? Mm. And that, or your kids, but it was, it was actually my daughter. And I think, um, in essence, what I would, I mean, there's so many different things, but the main thing is to, to look inward, mm. to look inward. Everything that you need is inward. It's inside. It is not out there. The answers you're looking for, the validation you're looking for, whatever it is you're looking for, the love you're looking for, the success, everything that you're looking for starts within. And it starts with you giving yourself what you need. It starts with your beliefs. It starts with your visions and your creativity. Everything is in there. So I think that's a really empowering thought and something that I want more people to, to embrace and something that has changed a lot for me because I just thought everything was outside of me. Hmm. Awesome. If people want to find Tara, where can they find her? You can find me on my website, so taraaldridge.com and that will be growing and there'll be um, different courses and stuff but Woman Awakens is on there now so you can connect with me via that Mm. (laughs) Tara it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today Um, I've learned so much (laughs) not just around um, you know as a father of a 12 year old daughter it's been hugely insightful wow Um, and yeah, also someone who's, who's obviously in a relationship with a lady as well. Mm. That's hugely insightful. But it's not what you speak about is not necessarily just women specific. No, it's, it's not. It's to all of us. It is. Um, yeah, the way it presents itself for men is different, mm-hmm. but it's still similar. Of course. And we're all doing the same thing. It's just that I understand women and I am a woman and I'm passionate about it I yes. do not understand men yeah, <laughs> so well, that's why it's not you know you're not no one's asking you to deliver your course yeah. in Mandarin Chinese <laughs> which you don't know how to do so why don't you just speak the language you do know exactly <laughs> that's exactly right and that's where my my passion is that's just where I feel comfortable indeed Tara thank you very much thank you